Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sure Look, Sure Listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sure Look, Sure Listen. 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 Benjamin, we are back from our summer hiatus, which you definitely announced on both the Discord and Instagram, and everyone knew about, and we completely didn't forget to tell people was a thing that was happening. And we've come back at the best of all times, Benjamin, because there's too much going on. Michael, so much going on. Benjamin, look, we've had a break, we've had a rest. We've come back at the weekend of San Diego Comic-Con, Ben. One of your favourite Comic-Cons. I can't. I I can't in all good faith engage with that topic, Michael. I'm not touching it. (laughs) Your top five favouritest Comic-Cons, Ben, the San Diego Comic-Con. Right up there with the New York Comic-Con, Benjamin, and several others. Not quite as good as Dublin Comic-Con. Please sponsor us, Dublin (laughs) Comic-Con. Or just let us in. Just let us in with cameras, please. Just let us in with cameras. We won't make as much of a scene as we did last time. But sure, look, Benjamin, that's enough shite talk because we've got loads to look at this week, including the Umbrella Academy Season 3. We're looking back at the stuff we missed when we were on break, Ben. The Umbrella Academy Season 3, The Boys Season 3, Stranger Things Season 3, you've written 4, but it was 3, Miss Marvel Season 1, Thor, Love and or Thunder, and, Ben, I've seen the film The Grey Man. Uh, sure listen Michael if that wasn't enough uh, your needless bashing of my running order there is incorrect it's Stranger Things season 4 uh, oh it boo. is season 4 yeah you're right you're right you're right sorry yeah you're right yeah it was season 4 sure listen Michael Benjamin, if, that, if that wasn't enough it was season en- 4 it was season 4 sure listen Michael if that wasn't enough and it actually is it is more, it's more than, than enough, enough. Yeah, we, we've, we've come back at the busiest pop culture time of the year Michael SDCC not South Dublin County Council has announced quite a few things on the running order and that is Sandman new trailer yeah. ooh ah ooh, ooh what's going on Black Adam yeah yeah new trailer ooh ah Shazam yeah. I think it's pronounced Shazam Shazam yeah sorry yeah. Shazam I always get it wrong uh, Dungeoness and Dragons is yeah, the next one there. Uh, yes, Obnoxious, and then yeah. uh, Shehulk is the next <laughs> one there. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Wakanda, Wakanda, yeah, one of yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, Wakanda and forever. Then, yeah, uh, we're taking a look Michael, at Marvel's big announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what it was? It was more films. It was more even films. more films. Um, so yeah, we're doing that for some reason, right? So uh, career to me. What you do over the break? Benjamin, I watched a load of shit. I mean, I'm not saying shit as in it was bad. I just watched a load of shit, Ben. I had loads of time because I wasn't doing a podcast, so I watched a load of things. Yeah, it's weird when you aren't doing a podcast. You, you aren't a doing a podcast. Time. You've got a lot of time to watch a load of things. Benjamin, yeah. funnily enough, though, the first thing on your running order here is the only one on the whole thing today that we're talking about that I haven't seen, Umbrella Academy Season 3. So you best tell us, was it any good, though? So, Michael, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy Season 3 uh, picks up... Uh, instantaneously where they left off in season two. So the gang got out of their time loop in oh, Dallas good. in the 1960s. And oh, they, they end up dropped in a universe, Michael, where they don't exist. Oh, no. Yeah. So Sir Reginald Hargreaves, big old uh, Dick Foster dad that he is. He's no use at all, Ben. He's like if Charles Xavier was worse. Was a prick. Um, eh. al- although I'm not certain Charles Xavier isn't a prick. Exactly, Ben. Michael's a worse either. prick. A more realistic take on one Charles M. Xavier. Mm. I don't even know if that's correct. But Michael, yeah. Charles Michael Xavier. Uh, not to be confused with Michael Charles Xavier Leonard, which is you. That's actually my full name, yeah. That's actually your full name. Um, or Wheels for short. Oh, so, it's not very inclusive of you, Ben. It, I think it actually is. I think it's uh, it's quite inclusive, Michael. Okay, very good. Uh, come here to me. It, it picks up directly where that is. And what happened is Sir Reginald Hargreaves, being the prick that he is, Michael, didn't really enjoy his encounter with the Umbrella Academy during the 60s and said to himself, well, I'm not adopting those kids. I'll adopt some different kids and change the timeline. Uh, I'll get a different Umbrella Academy. Yeah, so he only went and did that, Michael. Um, now, in the in the typical fashion, Michael, of... Netflix, their budget seems to be diminishing show by show. Ah, oh, very good. Everybody loves that. So what they've done for this one, Michael, they probably stretched themselves a bit thin with their season two road trips and the likes. 
Mm. And what they've done here is set the entire thing in a in a hotel called Hotel Oblivion. Oh. Which is your typical kind of it's it's a bit like the John Wick Hotel. Oh yeah, your classic John Wick Hotel, your classic Jodie Foster is in the Assassin Hotel Hotel. Yeah, Hotel Artemis or whatever the John Wick Hotel is. It's Hotel it's of, Infinity. Olympia? Ah, uh, who's to say, Michael? Who is to say? Certainly not me. But I tell you what, Michael, it's the exact same vibe. Um, and they they square off against the new Umbrella Academy of this universe, which is the Sparrow Academy, Michael. And I have to say... Go on. Great in places. Yes. But not, not spectacular. Oh, what a shame. Enough that I'm not entirely motivated to watch season four. Well, I don't think you'll have to worry about that because Netflix will probably randomly pull the plug at the end of season three, as they so often do. As they so often do, Michael. It's it's not a bad, it's not a bad series, but of the things on our list today, Michael, n- not spectacular. A very run of the mill kind of gig. There are some hilarious scenes. There's some very strange kind of, you know, meta things. They have a dance off to Footloose, Michael. Oh, of course they do. Um, yeah. Like the film Footloose. Like the film Footloose, Michael. And it, it's fine. Um, Tom... St- Welling. Uh, I can't remember his name. The big fellow who plays Luther. Tom Welling from the TV show Super Superman is Young. Superman is a young fella. Uh, yeah, not great, Michael. Not great. Uh, oh, no. uh, some of them seem to have phoned it in a little bit. Some oh, of them no. seem to be leaning on a shtick. Um. Elliot Page remains one of the weakest actors on screen. <laughs> Very good. Benjamin, how did they handle... Did Elliot Page's character become a male character? Yes. Uh, so um, Vanya transitions to Victor in the show and it's treated like any uh, transition arc would be treated. It's quite well done, actually, as far as as far as that kind of storyline could be handled, I suppose, except for the fact that, once again, Michael, they lean in at a certain point. And it, oh, yeah. it becomes a case of, oh, look how accepting this member of the Umbrella Academy is towards their brother, Victor. Look how accepting okay. this uh, member. Uh, and, ev- see. and everybody gets their heartwarming Victor scene, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, very good. Which probably doesn't make sense, Ben, because they've gone through a lot weirder than someone transitioning. They, one of them is a gorilla man. One of them is a gorilla man, Michael. And the other one is a ghost. Now, Michael, on the subject of tighter budgets, there's not a single scene where Gorilla Man has his gorilla chest out. No, no, you wouldn't. He's just wearing a big, a big jacket jumper on him. Yeah. the whole time. <laughs> That's what I do to cover my big hairy chest, Ben. I just wear a big jumper all the time. So you're large gorilla-like muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. My, my gorilla hairs are coming out the bottom of the T-shirt, Ben. The T-shirt is too short. It's too short, Michael. You're like Look at all these gorilla hairs. All these gorilla hairs. Benjamin. Yeah. I've seen The Boys Season 3 and I thought it was great. Now, Michael, from one mediocre superhero season three to one spectacular superhero season three. Now, we covered a couple of episodes of this, Ben, before our little hiatus. Yes. Um, And uh, it was kind of, it was ramping up nicely. We'd had a big exploding willy. Yes. I don't think we'd gotten as far as Herogasm, had we? We hadn't got as far as Herogasm, Michael, and my, my. Let's talk about the Herogasm, Ben. Mm. And first of all, very funny. Very funny. Very good, very funny. Yes. But Herogasm in the comics, Ben, not funny. Very awful. 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 Absolutely awful. Very awful. The Herogasm in this, Ben, much more consensual. Much more consenting, much more 1970s. Yeah. You know, much, much more what I picture an orgy to be in my head. Exactly, Ben. Like, this is just any common or garden orgy that you've been to. But with superheroes. Of course, Michael. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Any Commodore Garden orgy that you might have hosted or have been to, this is just that, but with superheroes and a little bit more extreme. But it's not Herogasm from the comics. Thank God, says you. Thank God, says myself. Because Uh, Herogasm from the comics, Ben, no use, horrible. I think what I really like about it is it's a real B-list event. Not every superhero takes part at all. Yeah, yeah. Only the crappy ones were there. (laughs) Only the crappy ones that are just like, ah, come on, we have an orgy. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a gross orgy. Yeah. Um, look, we, we went through that season, Michael. Herogasm was one of the big ones. But I have to say, that that show gets better and better by the season. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's getting quite good, isn't it? It's just very well written. The conflicts get better every time. I enjoyed the internet kind of wave of comic book fans who were like, 
normally I would say read the source material. You know, if it's Umbrella Academy, go pick up the volumes by Jared Way and Gabriel Ba. You know, go do your do your groundwork before you watch the series. I cannot stress enough that you should not do that with the boys. No, get rid of the boys. Just forget it. Forget it's based on a comic. Just enjoy it for what it is. Having said that, though, Ben, I have one gripe. Can I give you one gripe? Oh, give me a little gripe there, Michael. My gripe is that they have depowered Homelander to the extent that they could probably just beat him up. So that was that was one of the things. I think it's very weird that all three of them can take. I do think, Michael... Go on. He is depowered a little bit. But what I liked was he's kind of just kept off his feet. It's the, it's the Superman logic of... Superman really relies on that super strength. He doesn't actually know how to fight. Mm. So what happens is you have Homelander come in, or sorry, you have Soldier Boy come in, who's a trained professional. Yeah, yeah, and a real prick. And a real fucking prick. Absolute prick. And he kind of leads the way. And then Butcher's a right L scrapper. Yeah, yeah. On the yeah. main streets in London town, isn't he? It's on London town by way of Auckland. By way of Mate. Auckland. Mate. Um, I saw the best tweet in the world about that, which was Karen Fukuhara out here, you know, trying to win Oscars, doing more with a nod than most people do with a monologue. And then, um, and then, and then there's Billy. Carl Urban. Billy Butcher. It's just, yeah. The way I look at it, Ben, is he comes from a fictional version of London that exists in the boys' universe. In the boys' universe, where everyone's all Oi, like, aligned. Oh, fucking do your head in. My, oh, My, oh, oh apples oi. and pears, apples and pears, apples Benjamin. and pears. Yeah. Benjamin, I still stand by, though, the fact that, as it stands, if everyone had just kind of stopped and agreed to get along, they would have easily kicked the shit out of them. Um, out of Homelander. They don't even need Soldier Boy. With Maeve, Kimiko, Starlight, Butcher with the powers, um, Yui with the powers, they, they, they could probably get him. They probably could, Michael. They, they wouldn't they all survive it, but they probably could. And Butcher would probably put them all in that situation because Butcher's a bit of a twat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it, it has devalued Homelander as absolutely unstoppable and terrifying. He's still a horrible, unstoppable, terrifying prick. To anyone who isn't super Not to anyone. Like, he, like anyone one-on-one, yeah. But I mean, look at it this way, Ben. It, it should be so easy for him to kill them that it's, it's not even a fight. That's the way I see it. So I think one of the ways I look at this, Michael, is, and I think it's, I think it's played up a little bit in the series, Homelander is so taken aback by the fact that someone can go toe-to-toe with him that I really felt it threw him off the fight. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't think he's ever been hit. And I think they play that to great effect when he interacts with Maeve and she says, are you wearing concealer? Mm. Because he has a bruise for the first time in his entire life. He's, but she gave him a good going as well, Ben. She did. It's true. Yeah, actually, by the end, that's true. She gets, she gets, her, she gets her licks in. She gets some pretty good Lixie and Benjamin. And if you remember the comic, which I don't think anyone should ever read. Don't read the comic. No, it should be stricken from the record, Ben. I can't stress it enough. If you do remember it, when she attacks him in the comic, he rips her head off instantly and the fight's over. That's it. And then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, he's a, need a plan B here. Just beating him up is not an option, basically. You don't fuck with Homelander in the comics. But Benjamin. Yes. Emmy for Anthony Starr, please. Oh, sweet, merciful Christ, Michael. The ominous dread that seeps into my bones when they did those Homelander close-ups on that fucking grin. I was just like, oh, no. He's no use, Benjamin. Oh, what's he done? Benjamin. Yes. We can't drag the arse out of talking about Homelander because we've got about 17 more things to talk about. Yeah, we've run out of time here, Michael, um, already. Oh dear! Top oh, I have to edit that out. Then. I have to yeah. add, edit that out. That top podcasting sneeze, or leave it in now because there's banter associated. There's with banter it. associated Benjamin. with it. Speaking of banter, Michael. Yes, Stranger Things season four, Ben. Easily the best season of Stranger Things. Uh, Michael, this this came out of left field for me because I had I had resigned on Stranger Things. I'd seen season one. I'd given season two a go right up until uh, Depeche Mode, the experiment, where we had go eleven on. go off with all the the other. Kids. Oh, that was no use at all. Uh, yeah, that was my that was my sign off for thing. Didn't even register with me for season three. But Michael, 
Yes, go on. Rarely have we seen a show so leap in quality as Stranger Things Season 4. Now, I don't know if it's to do with the fact that the main cast has grown up quite a bit, probably tightened up their acting skills, Michael. I don't know if the cinematography got a solid upgrade somewhere along the line. Although it was always quite cinematic, but it, it really it really gave it some... Um, I don't know if the villain was finally something that we could kind of go, okay, not a big, ominous, evil thing that we don't understand. Quite a... Quite a, a fella. Su- su- quite a sinister fella. A um, creepy fella, yeah. And it worked really, really well. I don't know if they managed to align their their tone really well to the horror genre. Several nods to that. I don't know if it was bloody Joe Quinn. I think it might have just Everybody been Everybody loves him. Joe Quinn, Ben. Everybody Everyone loves Joe Quinn. Everyone just loves Joe Quinn. Everybody, Everybody loves, him, loves Joe Quinn. He's very much in demand, Ben. He's so in demand that nearly had to cancel London Comic Con, is the way I see it. He got a real uh, bollocking from London Comic Con, Michael. It was quite a <laughs> controversy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some security man. Uh, yeah, it was no good. No good. No, no use. Uh, tell you where you wouldn't see that, Michael. <laughs> Bloody Dublin Comic Con, who's soon to sponsor this podcast. Or just let us in. Just let us in. Just let us in. We promise we won't make any more scenes. We're, well, we will. Well, we make but. some scenes, but they'll be they'll be content scenes, not yes, skits, dramas. Benjamin, <laughs> I thought it was great. I I didn't love it at the beginning. I thought they dragged the arse out of it, which is my phrase for this week, Ben. Right. In case well, I I went into it, Michael, armed with your review from a previous week's podcast, and I said to myself, Michael was right. They dragged the arse out of it. They dragged the arse out of that first four episodes, Ben. I could not have cared less about, oh, Eleven's a bit bullied. Oh, she's getting bullied again. Oh, she's being bullied again. And this time it's outside. Mind you, I think, Michael, I think maybe perhaps I might have to get myself psychologically evaluated because when the young one who was bullying Eleven got that roller skate to the face, I was there going, yeah, good, good. No, I think everyone was, Ben. That's oh, right. good. That's okay. Fine. You That's think normal. that was cathartic for everybody? Okay, yeah, that good. was cathartic. Good. Yeah. It's like, good, get her Eleven. Give get her a big punch with get her eleven. Um, I towards the end, I have to say, I could not have cared less about the eleven and the lads subplot. No, the eleven and the lads subplot. Who cares? And the lads spent the lads in California. Jesus Christ, they might as well have just filmed the occasion. Like I would have been happy if once an episode it cut to them for thirty seconds, like playing Nintendo or sitting around being bored, or that would have been hilarious. I. Could not have cared, Michael, less. I was so invested in the Hawkins storyline. I, do you know what? I think the Duffer Bros know, knew exactly what they were doing. I think the Duffy Bees, the Duffy Bees put their strongest cast together in Hawkins and then sidelined the ones that just don't cut the mustard quite as well. Mm, uh, in of terms those. of acting, because uh, in terms of clout, uh, the guy who plays Will has quite a lot of internet clout, as does Finn bloody Wolfhard. Charlie. Watch your fucking, what's his name? And eleven. Charlie, watch your fucking. That's his name. Yeah, that's. Um, that yeah, so they they carry like, but they don't have the charisma of your bloody Steves. Ever just make it about Steve. Just make it about Steve. Make Steve the about- mama hen. Yeah, put it in there. Do yeah, it. Yeah. It's the same as as uh, Max Gatlin. Gatlin. I can't remember his name. Uh, Dustin. Oh, yeah, yeah, go on. Dustin just dominates the screen. He's great. Him, make him interact with Steve all the time. Br- bring bloody Joe Quinn in there for a weird big brother jealousy montage. Get great me stuff. some of that. Great stuff, Ben. Great stuff. Playing a rock and roll music. Oh. What's that? You want You want it to be a full John Carpenter horror film? Yeah, let's just do that <laughs> in Hawkins. All right. Grand, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, grand. And we'll have a rock and roll. We'll have a Kate Bush. It'll be grand. What's that? You want to put Robert Englund in there after we've robbed his entire MO? Get him in there. <laughs> Get him in there. Just give him a little cameo. What's that? You want me to create one of the most genuinely disturbing and unnerving physical costumes I've ever seen in a horror film? Get it in there. Grant, no worries. It's, it'll have uh, it'll have sucky tendrils on it. Uh, hang on. What do you mean you want me to stay up all night, eat cheese, and then watch Pumpkinhead the movie? Uh, very good. And then they go in and do it. Yeah, great. Fucking phenomenal. I even liked Nancy, Ben. Uh, you even like Nancy that was a whole revelation for me because Nancy before that was just like alright yeah 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 that's enough of Nancy yeah. now come on let's get on with it Max what a great character 
They redeemed all of them, Ben, except those the, the boys out in California. Get rid of them. The boys over in California were useless. And I have to say that Argyle character was incredibly irritating for me. One of the worst. Just, I was just like, why is there an 80s stoner in this film? One of the worst characters I've ever seen, Ben. Benjamin. Yeah. I don't know if you've even seen Miss Marvel. I have seen the first episode of Miss Marvel and that's it. And then I saw the wonderful reveal in the final episode where we found out that Linda as policewoman is going to appear in the bloody Marvel Universe. Benjamin. Very humorous indeed. Benjamin, I watched all of Miss Marvel season one through to episode six. What a what a what a wild ride, Ben, of weird tonal and settings changes and very very strange altogether and really weird ben the the plot is resolved in episode five Ooh, and okay i didn't even realize ben oh um, it just it just came and went a, and you were like all right it okay. just kind of went was that is that what and then episode six is a whole new thing about like defending the the town from the police very strange benjamin the uh, I, I don't know. It's it's it seems to be the most divisive thing Marvel have ever produced. Well, until the next thing on the list. But it was up to the next thing on the list the most divisive thing that Marvel have ever produced. If you look at this IMDB page, Ben, it's just littered with five star and one star reviews. Oh, that's it's it's a real it's a real polarizing force in the old Marvel television universe, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Benjamin, look at it this way. You're always going on about review bombing. Yes, I, well, you are actually, but okay, for the purposes of podcasting, I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Benjamin, what's it called? What's the opposite of review bombing called when people inundate a thing with unwarranted fives or ten star reviews? Um, I suppose it's review bombing in a different form. I think review bombing is a, is a positivity, negativity free experience. It's It just depends on the types of reviews they're being left. Hmm. Because that's what that's what the reviews of Miss Marvel look like, and I think that just goes to show how divisive it is. So it probably has worked out in the end. Yeah. Through various people who are reviewing it, not on its merit as an artistic thing, but on their own personal political opinions. On both sides, Ben. Yeah. There so- are people who are given this one star because it's about a girl. <laughs> There are people who are given this one star because it's about a Muslim. There's a huge contingent, Ben, apparently. This might just be internet waffle. But there's a huge content contingent of Indian people giving it a one star because it's about Pakistan. Oh. But at the same time, Ben, there are lots of people giving it five stars sight unseen for the same things. Oh, it's It's so interesting. I think... You, you, you might have hit the nail on the head there, Michael. It's not anything to do with the merit of the show itself. It's to do with the signifiers that it's put out into the world. Mm, and, you know, mm. I, I think we saw something similar for Black Panther. I, mm. I, I think at the time we had a lot of people going, you know, oh, why is it so important as a black-led film? Like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? And I think we had a very similar thing. But I think this is probably getting a lot more hate because, number one, it's a woman. And number two, Islamophobia in the United States is mm. pretty fucking And India, high. apparently. And India, apparently. And India, apparently. Benjamin, it's good. It's fine. It's, as you know, Benjamin, I've seen every single moment of content that the MCU has ever produced. Yeah, it's very worrying. And in my opinion, this is about as good as Cloak and Dagger or... Um, the Runaways, or any of the other things aimed at teens. It's fine. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's all right. It's kind of low stakes, kind of weird. Where's Doctor Strange, Ben? When when people are opening portals to the alternate Noor dimension in the middle of New York, where's Wong? Where's Wong? Isn't that exactly why Wong... Like, Wong's been... No, spoilers for later on. But Wong is showing up to have conversations with lawyers later on in this episode. In this in this episode. Specifically yeah. this episode, Michael, where we've written a, a fucking written cast a, of a the playlist. Marvel yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Ben, why isn't Wong showing up and sorting all this out? Wong could have just come along and go, all right, everybody stop now for a second. I'll, I'll take in charge of this. Do we know where the show later on falls on the timeline? And is there some timey-wimey stuff happening? In- no, there's no timey-wimeys, Ben. There is a timey-wimey time travel episode, but there's no timey-wimeys. It's happening now. Okay. Because it, it ends up, Ben, with two... The two most interesting things that happen in the entire show are in the last five minutes, Ben. Okay, go on. Tell me more, Michael. One of them is a bit more earned than the other. Right. 
So Benjamin, if you remember, we were talking about is she going to turn out to be a new human? Is she going to turn out to be some sort of genie? Is she... Ben, they don't know. <laughs> they haven't said anything. They, they don't know what she is, Ben. So, in the end, in the last five minutes, they decide to throw in the word mutation and play the song, as you said, from Hungarian 1980s TV show, Linda Policewoman. I think, I think that might be the first instance, Michael, of us referencing our own podcast lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Linda Policewoman. That's a real thing. Look it up. Don't Look come at up. us. <laughs> do anything Benjamin, wrong. Benjamin, so unearned. Oh, it's ridiculous. So she has a, she she has the lineage of these aliens or people from another dimension or mm. jinn or noor or clandestine if you want. Who's but so does all say? of her, Whatever you want, Ben. But so do all the rest of her family. But for some reason the bangle only activated on her arm because of some sort of mutation. Benjamin, I've no time for it. I've no time for um, you're a superhero, but the only reason that you became a superhero and everyone else who this happened to just got cancer is because you were actually a mutant the whole time. I've I've had to step away, Michael, from so much TikTok and Instagram content because everything's a hype train now. And they're like, oh my God, they just hinted at then I was like... That's completely unearned. That's that's a ridiculous place to put that little stinger in. Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense. Absolutely comical, Ben. Ridiculous in every sense. They should have gone with Inhumans. Why not just stick with Inhumans? Why not just fuck with everybody and be like, yeah, we're bringing back Anson Mount. Anson Mount. Benjamin, there are rumours swirling that Anson Mount is going to be reappearing. Oh. And that kind of ties into the next um, little Marvel's uh, Miss Marvel Season 1 end tag. Did you see it? No, go on. Tell me more. She accidentally swaps place, Ben, to the power of her uh, her magical bangle with one Carol Danvers. Now, does she shapeshift into Carol Danvers or no, does she no, swap she places, places with, with her? She swaps uh, places with her. It's pretty firmly established that she swaps places with her. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's setting up the upcoming film, Ben, The Marvels. Again, Michael, it's so interesting. I don't know how much more we can stick to these Marvel releases. <laughs> I think we're. I think I, I think I've reached peak saturation, Michael. I think the whole internet is reaching saturation, Ben, which goes very much hand in hand with our next thing. I know, Michael. That's what I was setting you up for. Yeah, I know. No, that's what I was setting you up for. Oh, very good, Michael. Do you know who else has had enough of the Marvel formula? Pretty much everybody, Ben. If Thor, Love, and Thunder fans are to be believed, Taika Waititi, my Taika Waititi, <laughs> is, ben, is what I was going to say. Taika Waititi's going through some stuff. I don't know what's up with him. But he's definitely going through some stuff. It's so interesting, Michael. So we went to see Thor Love and Thunder. We did, and remember? We were we were quite divided as a Wednesday night cinema club. One of the most divisive films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ben. Um, so I think it works fine as a stoner comedy. I think Go on. I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's I think it's got a lot of laughs. I, I don't know if it has necessarily a good growth for the character of Thor. Go on. And I don't know if it kind of throws away a lot of what made Ragnarok so fantastic and Thor's Endgame arc and Infinity War arc and stuff like that. So what we get in Thor Love and Thunder is a Taika Waititi film that they put a Marvel sticker on. Yes, yes, very much so. And I, I watched one interesting analysis from um, a really, really good TikTok channel, uh, a woman called Jay Stoobs. You can we, we might we might put a link down there in the description. Put a link down there in the description, bit. But she said that basically those weird shorts that Taika Waititi did for YouTube back in the day, where Thor had a roommate, Team Daryl, Team Daryl, or yeah, that's it. So she said basically Taika Waititi has always wanted to make. Thor Love and Thunder and he had to do Ragnarok to get to where he wanted to be with Thor Love Very, and Thunder. Yes, okay, I got it. And I think that was spot on. I think apparently there were two very different films being filmed at one point. I did my own digging on this and a lot of what was filmed ended up on the cutting room floor and I think the biggest litmus test for that or the biggest indicator of that, Michael, is Christian Bale. 
Oh, yeah, I know him. He's an actor. He's from Wales. Christian Bale is in a very different film mm. to everybody else. Because he's a baddie, Ben. Because he's a baddie. His R is almost entirely disjointed because of its tone. So I, I, I watched a few different things. And the, the biggest argument, I think, has been it's either a great film because it's consistent and it sticks to the tone that it established early on. So that makes it a solid film. You know, it, it doesn't jump all over the place. It would be unfair to say that as a film, it's all over the place. It's not. Yes. It's very consistently a stoner comedy from start to finish. I don't think it's a stoner comedy. I don't think stoner comedy is the right thing to say about it. What would you um, say it is? It's a Taika Waititi, Tita com- Taika Waititi comedy. It's an absurdist comedy. I don't think it's a stoner comedy. There's there's no one getting stoned and laughing at like stoner jokes. It's it's a but and I'm I'm derailing you, Ben. So please keep it okay. keeping your head what you were saying a second ago yeah. because I want you to go back to it. But my biggest issue with it is it's not that funny. Oh, now, Michael, now, Michael, I, I was too scared to say that, but okay, it's go on. It's not that funny. It's not as, it's, it's neither as good a superhero film as Ragnarok, nor as funny as Ragnarok. It's, it, it, Michael, it hails in comparison to Ragnarok, because I went back and I watched Ragnarok, because I was afraid that perhaps, Michael, because of the excitement, you and I went to see Ragnarok in the cinema together as well. We did, yeah, we and did, I, remember. And I was afraid, Michael, due to my lack of um, male friendships or anything like that, that I might have yeah, just yeah. been blown away by the fun bonding experience of being in a male group of people going to the cinema. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as it turns out, Michael, um, far far be it for me to question my own parasocial joys, but it turns out that, you know, it's actually a fucking excellent film. Thor Ragnarok yeah, is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, Ragnarok's a great film. Great film. Phenomenal, Michael. And the reason it's phenomenal is for a number of different reasons. Um, strong character development, comedy as a secondary goal, and just just a phenomenal cast, great uh, budget by the looks of things. One of the things I found about uh, Thor Love and Thunder, Michael, very bland. A little bit bland, Ben. One so, of the highest budgets of all time, though. One of the most expensive films ever made. Some of the settings were very bland, Michael. The town mm. hall in Ragnarok, New Asgard... They have a whole scene inside a big empty town hall. You can find that down in Selbridge here in Dublin. Yeah, There's plenty of like the that. town hall. Um, um, yeah, and the Dark Planet was an interesting choice, obviously, because I think that was a kind of a reaction to Ragnarok's multicolored cosmic space joy, and they went, let's completely do the opposite. So you've hit the nail on the head there again, Michael. If we were to take Christian Bale scenes as Gore the God Butcher out of that film, Yes. And you were to put them on a timeline next to each other, right? Go on. And then you were to do the same with the non-gore scenes from Thor, Love and Thunder. You'd have two completely different movies and you would never guess that they overlapped. No, no, no. Except when Thor showed up to fight him. Except for that. But even then, you wouldn't know. Because what happens is Christian Bale is, you know, really, really trying to bring the same gravitas he brings to any role. Sorry, I'm helping my dog get up on the table here. Ah, doggo. Oh. Have a little doggo break, everybody. A little doggo break. She's very excited and wants up on the table. And hang on, we're going to make sure she can get up on the table now. Oh, get up on the table, doggo. Up on the table. Go on, up, up. Oh, this is great podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely oh, fabulous she stuff. She's, She's up on the table. She's, She's up on the table, spot. everybody. Check it out the day. Check She's it out the day. So, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale is given a scene and everybody said, oh, it's consistent. It's not. The movie that's established by Christian Bale's harrowing death of his daughter, and that's yeah. in the first five minutes, so there's zero spoilers there. Um, that's absolutely fine. There's Bowie across the screen. Ah, oh, Bowie. Oh, this is your little head. I can't see so anything now. That's absolutely harrowing as a scene and it sets up a very serious film where gods are not great. It doesn't though, Ben, because that is instantly undercut by the scene where he meets his own god and he's a big buffoon. So that's the guy from What We Do in the Shadows, Michael. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, and it was very good. I'll take away Titi's mates, Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah. The the other thing about it that kind of doesn't work is, and I heard this on another podcast and I can't remember who it was, but um, one of the things, one of the reasons that this universe is so successful is because 
people do invest in it and do think about every little detail. Yeah. And Taika Waititi is not that kind of filmmaker. No. At all. It doesn't bother Taika Waititi to make a complete lore contradiction just to make a point. Or or to make a gag, a a joke. So, for example, Ben, I don't know if you remember this, but the reason... um, The reason... Korg was in the gladiatorial prison in Ragnarok was that he had started a revolution yes. because he didn't like his mother's new boyfriend. Y- yes. And then in this we find out that they're an entirely male race that reproduce asexually. Yeah, so it's not he never had a mother. He never had a mother. Very and good. Y- you know, and then, you know, there's other things like Eternals went out of its way to establish Celestials as these in massive, massive, terrifying, inscrutable alien organisms. And then he zooms out of the, the meeting of the gods and there's two celestials standing there like, what? Uh, he's like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> what? And, you know, it, uh, it... It doesn't particularly bother me that it's not a great film that sits nicely in the Marvel canon, but... It, it would be better if it was funny enough to justify it. I, yeah, I think it undoes a lot of great work with Thor, though. I think, you know, mm. Thor was, prior to this film, one of my favourite characters, Michael. Yeah. I, I think he was well written. I think Chris Hemsworth did a great job of striking that balance between, you know, a man who's going through some serious shit. Hmm. But also, you know, a very good-hearted person. I would have argued that of the three original Marvel um, superheroes, you know, you had your Captain America, your Iron Man and your Thor. Thor was the one who did it. Thor was the one who had the best arc because he just became a very good person and Mm. helped people out of a sense of earned responsibility, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Captain America didn't have to become a good person mentally, Ben, just physically. Just physically. But Thor, Thor had to sort everything out and Tony Stark remained a prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You At know, least he stopped selling weapons, though. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, Ben, it was, a, it was a bit disappointing. It's one of the first Marvel films in a long time I haven't seen twice. That's Which is rare for you, Michael. That's a damning very, indictment. Very rare. I saw Eternals twice, Ben. Yeah, yeah right, Eternals. I saw Eternals twice, Ben. I didn't see Thor twice. Get out That's of town. Get out of town. And I'm the big Taika Waititi fan, Ben. I just think it all didn't click together very well. It's, it's too many different things, Michael. And I think he went for a streamlined cut of comedy. I think there's a lot more, Michael, that was probably great. You know, a more mm. serious film. But I think he opted for comedy. And I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said we're never going to see it. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I tried to justify it in my own head, Michael. I tried to write a little essay, as I sometimes want to do on how Taika Waititi has looked oh, at, yeah, yeah. at phase four of the Marvel Universe and recognized it for what it is, which is absolutely absurd and an impossible undertaking. The the mm. cohesion of the Marvel Universe is an ever-spreading kind of net. Do you know what I mean? And the yes. more films that are made, the more TV shows that are made. I mean, we've so many universe multiverse ending threats now we've got the scarlet witch we've got kang the conqueror you know everything introduces a brand new threat and we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast once you introduce those heavy hitters you are undermining everything that came before because this was the real threat all along or Mm. nothing really matters in the universe do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. and that's the risk funnily enough i think you know with with uh, Wanda in Doctor Strange and spoilers for a film that came out a couple of months ago now. Yeah, yeah, Grant, don't worry about it. She has a very nice moment where she recognises that the things matter individually to each person's universe because she realises that her boys in the universe where they're still alive are terrified of her. Mm. And that matters. It's not the same. She can't just take the place of their mother. That's not how it works. Because she comes up against that logic. The reason she wants... Um, America Chavez is that she, so that anytime something goes wrong she wants to pull a Rick and Morty and be able to pick from another universe yeah, and yeah, yeah. solve the problem so she follows the Rick and Morty logic the Rick Sanchez logic very much so she's very much a Rick Sanchez in that film where it's like ah oh, it's multiverse it doesn't matter if I kill people it's 
but she learns through a very human resolution that it does matter. Yeah, um, stop being so mean. And I think that's something that Loki failed to do. I think it's something that, you know, a lot of the multiverse stuff up to that point had failed to do. And I think it it kind of reestablished stakes a little bit. But it doesn't matter, Michael, because in the next one, in Eternals, the big universe, multiverse ending threat is a celestial. They're going to yeah, fuck up or, everything. And it's or, never or mentioned. Are they? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Benjamin. Yeah. Have you seen The Grey Man on Netflix? I haven't, no. Benjamin. Yeah. This is a film that could be best described with the phrase, what a cast. What a cast. It's got... What a cast, Ben. Everyone you've ever liked is in this. Ryan Goss, Big Daddy Goss. Little, the little baby goose Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's, he's right there. Chris Evans' moustache. Chris Evans with a comedy evil moustache is in it, Ben. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Bloody Anna de Armas is in it, Ben. A- Anna de Armas, yes. Anna de Armas, Ben, she's in it. Straight out of James Bond and into this, playing the same character. She's doing great, Anna de Armas. Great. She's, really she's doing great stuff. She's giving everyone it. a high. She's giving everyone a big high kick. Um, it's got your favorite dad and mine, Ben Jessica Henwick. Yeah. She's in it as well. Um, Good for her. Rene, what's his name? Rene Jean Page is that his name from I, Bridgerton? No, I couldn't tell you. He, he's very much in at the moment, Ben. He was he's in Bridgerton. He's in this. So hot he's right in, now. He's in Dungeons and Dragons, which we forgot to talk. Oh, no, that's coming no, up. No, that's coming he, up. Get out of here. Don't jump up the running order. He's so he's so hot right now, Ben. It's got Billy Bob Thornton, your favourite Thornton, after the chocolates. BBT. Yeah, BBT. It's got everyone in it, Ben. And I tell you what, it's mad as a brush. It's mad as a brush. It's the Russo brothers it's, going back to their roots, Michael. They're Captain America roots. It's absolutely mad as a brush, Ben. It's like um, it's like Jason Bourne by way of the Fast and the Furious. Jason Bourne. Imagine if Jason Bourne was in the Fast and Furious. Good. You've got this film now. I might actually enjoy that, Michael. That sounds. It's good. quite good, Ben. It's quite good. I I honestly can't tell you whether it's a good film or not. I I haven't decided yet because I was watching it going. I knew nothing about it. My good lady friend said to me, "Do you want to watch the Grey Man?" And I said, "What is it?" And she said, "It's an international spy drama." And I went, oh, okay then. And I was watching it going, "This is not an international spy drama." You have this been is missold, Jason, good lady friend of mine. This is Jason Bourne <laughs> in The Fast and the Furious, and it is mental and every time they introduce a character it's someone i know and like i'm probably gonna watch that today now michael you've sold it to me based on that alone it's some great stuff ben dumb as shit and quite long and going all over the place but yeah great stuff very fun very interesting michael michael uh, that's it for this week michael we we can wrap up there because we've pretty much filled the entire episode with that first run oh no wait Oh, San Diego Comic Con was on. There's an entire second section to the running water. Oh, bloody hell. Okay, let's take a break. Take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Go have yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. Take a toilet a break. Macchiato. Have a big poo. Oh, do wait. whatever you need to do. Michael, we're a, we're a podcast. They can just bring us with them. Uh, oh, yeah, bring us with them. You go for a big poo. Yeah, do that. That's or always a, been Ben's dream. Or a macchiato. <laughs> or a macchiato. Or both. Or both. I mean, Benjamin. probably not both. That's not very sanitary. Not very sanitary at all, unless it's a sealed cup. But anyway, look. Oh, Christ. Benjamin, not the poo, the macchiato. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Benjamin. Yeah. We're going to whiz through these. Each one of them is going to get about three minutes, because that's about how much time that's we have That's about left. how much time we have. So, Have you seen the trailer, Ben, for Sandman? Yeah, we're getting it on Netflix soon. We're getting it on Netflix. It'll get one season and then it get cancelled, Ben. But I tell you what, it looks big budget, doesn't it? I think that's where all the budget for Umbrella Academy season three went. <laughs> ah, it went on Sandman they season one. It in. I, Sandman's their big get, I think, Michael. I think they're trying to compete now. I think they've realised that they're, you know, they're going down, Michael. Netflix is, is struggling a little bit. You're going to take them down, are you? Uh, no, I'm not going to take them down a peg or two. They're doing that themselves, Michael. Um, I think they were struggling up to up to Stranger Things season four, Ben, and then they had the biggest pop culture hit of the year. I mean, one of the interesting things is how they release things, Michael. So I think the other reason that Umbrella Academy season three didn't do so well, or maybe didn't have the same impact, they released simultaneously with season four of Stranger Things. Mm. And one but was always going to... Only half of Stranger, Stranger Things season four, Ben, which I think was actually the massive success of Stranger Things season four, that accidentally, because they hadn't finished the CG, but accidentally leaving a gap and letting it kind of simmer in pop culture consciousness. Yeah. So 
we again we've talked about this before on the podcast, Michael. We're in danger of repeating ourselves endlessly in a in a loop at this point. Right. But well, let's talk about Sandman then, rather than. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, fine. Oh, there was it was an interesting conversation to be had there, but we'll come back to it another time. We'll, we'll do another episode. We'll come back to it. Um, we'll do another episode. Yeah, there. Michael Tom Sturridge is there. It, it's looking pretty. It's looking pretty good. It's very big budget by the looks of things. Benjamin, have you ever seen a man look more like a young, idealized version of Neil Gaiman? in your life no I think the stylist may have had a crush on Neil Gaiman or Neil Gaiman <laughs> had quite a bit of control over the process Neil Gaiman was like please welcome to my new lesson how to make the main actor look like a younger version of me make him look more like me you fucks you thank fuck. you very much for listening to my talk I'm Neil Gaiman in fairness I don't think you would but yeah that's exactly what he said Benjamin I think he's quite a nice bloke Benjamin, what did you think of the imagery? They've got all the characters in it that you know and love. Michael, it's straight out of a comic book. There's Matthew the straight Raven. Straight out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a bloody Cain and Abel. There's yeah. a bloody Corinthian. Yeah. He's got eyes where his mouth should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. What did you think t- of... Mouth where his eyes should be. Mouth where his eyes should be. He's got eyes where his eyes should be. Terrifying. Whoa. <laughs> Benjamin, what did you think of Gwendolyn Christie as Satan or Lucifer? Yeah, give me some of that. Stick it in there. Go on. Looks good, doesn't it? She looks, she looks, uh, she looks good. One of my favourite things here, Michael, is that everybody's going, oh, what about Tom Ellis? Get him back. You know, he was in a TV show set in LA. It was a procedural thing where he played the Lucifer from Vertigo Comics. And Neil Gaiman was like, mm. he came, went out mm. on Twitter and he's like, he? I think that's a different kind of uh, Lucifer. And I think his arc is kind of wrapped up. <laughs> in other words, that's not my Lucifer. Get out of here. Hashtag not my no Lucifer. Yeah, Benjamin looks good though. Looks, uh, looks good and exciting and interesting. I don't know how exciting and interesting it will be though. Ah, uh, well, we we can't possibly say, Michael. But you know what else looks kind of interesting and exciting, but we can't really say. Go on, Black Adam. I thought that the latest trailer. <laughs> if there's one thing I love, Ben. Yeah. And I can't tell you why I love this. Maybe it's the male power fantasy, Ben. It's probably that, Michael. It's probably that. But I love when a character does a big jump with a big axe. And then the other character grabs that axe with one hand and is like, nope. I think the fuck not, as yeah, it yeah. goes in po- uh, pop culture terms, Michael. And then shoots him with electricity. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and my that's what happens in this trailer, Ben, and that's what sold me on it. And that's, that's why Michael is going to drag me to see Pierce Brosnan going, it's up to you to save the universe. You have to save the universe even though you're really a baddie. I do <laughs> I don't know why we've suddenly made Pierce Brosnan from the flats, but um, yeah, yeah. I'd take it. I'd watch. I'd watch Doctor Fate. Doctor yeah, Fate, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Would you come here? Would you fucking get down there and use your mystical energies against uh, these fellas? We don't know who the baddies are, Ben. Uh, Michael, it could be any of them. It could be mystical energies. I think, just a vague sense of mystical energies. I think, Michael, it's based on the concept of. Bialia, or it could be the Lords of Chaos and Order in the DC lore. I don't know if they're going to introduce all that in. I mean, it's a lot. Again, unearned, Michael. Um, DC is constantly trying to be like, we can do, we can do reference in our own old lore if you want, and it's just like, can you, lads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Ben, speaking of referencing their own old lore, have you seen the trailer for Shazam? Uh, Shazam. Uh, Have you seen the trailer for Shazam? Yeah, so it's Doctor Fate and Shazam down the Fatima Mansions there. Shazam, what's Shazam called? The the here come the gods. Shazam two, here come the gods. Here come the, here come the. Uh, yeah, so we're getting another rendition of Zeus. From there's so many Zeuses. So many Zeuses. It's sadly not Russell Crowe doing yeah, the most racist great. accent. One of the best things in Thor: Love and Thunder was Zeus as a. Uh, Greek Look. chip shop owner from Australia in the 90s. It was real bad. Terrible stuff. It was real Absolutely bad. Absolutely appalling. Ben, we were watching it and I was going, how is he getting away with this? He wasn't. I don't think, I don't think he should have. I think and that, he minced it down those steps, Ben. He just why? minced down those steps. Incredible stuff. I, I will never recover from, okay, baby kicks. Um, yeah, yeah. Very strange uh, stuff. Benjamin, talk about Shazam. Uh, Shazam is happening. Bloody, they've changed all the suits, Michael. They've done a bit of a DC on them. Um, They look very dark and mysterious all of a sudden. I don't like it. Yeah, everyone's gotten uh, dark, mysterious suits, Benjamin. Um, There's so many of them. How are they going to make it engaging and interesting? They're probably not, Michael. They're probably going to fuck it. Um, But (laughs) come here to me. I think they're trying to align themselves to a Black Adam because I think we're probably going to see a little bit of overlap at the end of both movies. 
Oh, do you think? I Well, you see, this is the problem with making a very colourful, different type of movie is that eventually, you know, if you want to bring it into a larger universe and you're going to make a big, serious Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Fast and Furious in a superhero movie, if you will, you're going to have yeah. to, you know, really put that effort in. And Benjamin, I think that those two gods, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, not the characters, the actresses, exactly. are going to come and be like, there's too many people who are using all the power of the gods and they're going to take the power of the gods off the family. So it's oh, just like him it. again. You see? I like it. Brings it back into balance. Yes. Brings balance to the universe, Michael. Not unlike In Black Adam will do with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever bring a bit of balance there to the universe there, Black Adam? Uh, yeah, would you ever sort that out, would you? Um, so, come here to me, Michael. That brings us on to Dungeons & Dragons. I don't have a cute segue for that because we're running out of time. <laughs> Benjamin, Dungeons & Dragons was the surprise hit of DC Comic Con. Chris Pine's a bard. Chris, Chris Pine's a bard, Ben. He's coming up with bad plans. He's coming up with terrible plans, Michael. Why do we need terrible, a plan B in case plan A terrible, doesn't work? So you make plans that don't plans. work. Oh, I loved it. Terrible, terrible plans. Benjamin. Yes. It's it's got a very Avengers esque lead in, hasn't it? They have oh, a yeah. kind of tactician, they have a wizard, they have a Hulk, or as you would say, an owl bear. An owl bear. There is an owl bear there, Michael. Yeah, not yeah, an, not an owl bear. Not not a bear that's past its prime, but uh, no. an actual avian ursine creature. Yeah, yeah, half owl, half bear. Yeah, big old big old owl bear. Benjamin, this looked like the most the thing I'm most interesting excited in from the whole of DC Comic-Con. I, I think I might be sold on Dungeons & Dragons. We, we're yeah. going to have to get a Dungeons & Dragons thing going. I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, Michael. And at this point, pop culture is narrowing its focus to be like, if you don't do this, you're not a nerd. So. Yeah, yeah. If you're not Dungeons & Dragons or Marvel, you, you might as well get out of here. Yeah. Man, intense. Looks very good. Chris Pine. I enjoyed it, Ben. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I thought it looked fun. It looked... Uh, Rumour is, Ben, that the, the characters from the 90s are going to also be in it, which everybody loves, Ben. Everybody loves when you reference things from the 90s now. It's so hot right now. Especially animated series from the 90s, Ben. So hot right now. Benjamin, did you see the uh, the first peaks of X-Men 97? Yes, I did. It looks very good. It looks very good. They've really kept the tone. Very clean. Mm, very interesting. They've tightened some I've been watching bolts. them. I've been watching some of those episodes, Ben, recently and some of the original Spider-Man cartoon. Mm. I tell you what, Ben. Go on. Not to go down a personal rabbit hole here of things I'm interested in, but they look absolutely shit on modern televisions. Well, they're not meant for full HD, Michael. They're not meant for full HD, Ben. You need to plug them into one of your old 90s TVs and they look incredible. Yeah, but they're not meant for modern TV, Michael. Now, Ben, all right, look. Speaking of things that are too good for modern TV. Yeah, go on. Your favourite trailer of Comic-Con, DC Comics, San Diego Comic-Con this year was She-Hulk, you were saying. Uh, no, you said that, Michael, but I see you're going to pit it on me for some kind of classic hoist the Ben routine. Yeah, yeah. Hoist him by his own petard. Hoist him by his own petard. Michael, we got the trailer for She-Hulk, which is basically flea bag with face paint. And <laughs> that's, that's, that looks like what we're going to get. Come here to me. Come here to me. I had a yeah, real on, moment of impotent male nerd rage when I was watching the trailer, Michael. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh, oh, no. I was, I was very displeased with myself, Michael. As you know, I've been, I've been in therapy and meditation classes to try and get rid of those irrational moments where I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's not like the comics or yeah, uh, yeah. or other moments where it's like, it's a woman. I don't like women in in, don't. in leading positions in Marvel superhero things. Uh, she looks to be an awful lot more uh, capable than one uh, Bruce Banner. I don't think so. Based on the trailer. I mean, there is obviously that joke. She's definitely better than him at yoga, but that also makes sense because he's a massive lump. He's a massive lump, Michael. But the thing where she the thing where she throws the rock further than him, if you watch that scene again, Ben, he throws it with the flick of a wrist. Like you'd be like, he's just kind of showing her something like this. And then she puts a full body swing into it. All right. And then looks like I threw it further. And he looks at her like, yeah, sure you did. Yeah, so I think we're going to get a lot of that. I think we might see an angry Hulk again. I think they might be hinting. I think there might be a little bit of hubris from one Brucington banner. Do you think so? Oh, I'd, I'd like that, Michael. I think a She-Hulk versus Hulk moment would be quite cool. Oh, very good. A, so if he actually gets angry. A classic angry Hulk. Or if someone makes him angry, Michael. Benjamin, I think that's blockbuster thinking. That's not TV thinking. Too late, Michael. I'm going to follow the thread now because what we see in the trailer is bloody Timmy, Timmy Roth is back. Timmy Roth is back, Timmy Benjamin. Roth He's never back. left, really. 
He's never left. He keeps knocking around. But uh, he's looking well. So is his abomination. It looks a lot better than it did in the original film. Yeah, very much so. And it looks like, Michael, someone's injecting him in the film and it turns him back into the abomination. Or are they injecting him to stop him turning into the abomination? Well, you see, this is the thing, Michael, but perhaps if we were to introduce a MacGuffin that re-monsterizes gamma-radiated people, that might be how Bruce Banner loses control of Zen Hulk. Oh, you get back to the old Angry Hulk, maybe. I don't know, Ben. I think you might be thinking too big budget for this. I think this is... This is a 30-minute courtroom comedy. I am, Michael, because I said Fleabag with face paint and I meant it. Michael, we get a huge Fleabag moment where she breaks the fourth wall, like the classic John Byrne comic run. Um, Very Fleabag. But Hulk seems to notice. He does. He has a he has an Andrew Scott moment where he's like, what was yeah. that? Very oh, interesting, Ben. We did a whole episode. I think it might have been our last episode for our summer hiatus on breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Which would be might be interesting for people to go back and listen to in light of this. I think it's about time. Have a have a listen to that. It's called uh, That's So Meta or Breaking Something the Fourth like Wall. We might have actually called yeah. it Breaking the Fourth Wall. Come here to me. If you want to learn more about Jennifer Walters and her classic breaking of the fourth wall, you can listen mm. to our episode in two weeks' time on Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, where we'll be taking a look at issues one to nine. Of the John Byrne She-Hulk run. Oh, very good. I think it's next week. It's, it's, it's next uh, next week, next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Not, this Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Next Not Wednesday. this Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Benjamin. Yeah. I like this trailer. I thought it looked good. Um, yeah, it was really enjoyable, Michael. I think I think now is the the winter of our new content, Michael. And what I mm. mean by that is, I, I think it's <laughs> quite good. I <laughs> I think what we what we need now, Michael, is. Kind of a few completely out of left field, uh, have fun with the formula kind of shows. Why not have a courtroom drama where you have She-Hulk mm. and then in a very quick snippet at the end, introduce that Matt Murdock is going to come back. For some- He's back. <laughs> He's back in the suit. He's lepping about the place. He's lepping about the place in the suit. He looks very, very much Marvel Cinematic Universe as opposed to Netflix Universe. Mm. Uh, but that's yeah, fine because yeah. that's what we're kind of getting. Um yeah, so why not mess around with the formula, Michael? Why not give us weird kind of teenage Miss Marvels and odd courtroom comedies? Well, Fuck it. why not, Ben? As one example, why you might not want to do that is Thor Love and Thunder. Um, yeah, but you see, I think Thor Love and Thunder has become a strange Taika Waititi vanity project where Taika Waititi mm. is almost saying, I can do whatever I want with this. I made Thor popular again. Hmm. Mm, interesting Benjamin I liked She-Hulk I thought it was my one of the most interesting things the most interesting and fun thing but one of the most interesting things of San Diego Comic Con was the trailer for Wakanda Forever which is coming out this year yeah speaking of not straying from a formula and sticking to what made you a lot of money the last time uh, we got mm. a trailer for Wakanda Forever very interesting as a thing Ben um, I find it fascinating Michael I find it distasteful I find it strange but I think Ah, Chadwick Boseman probably would have understood it because I think he understood the gravity of what he created in Black Panther 1. I can't say, Ben. I've never met the man. Um, I I wouldn't either. Um, Although some of the interviews might indicate that, Michael. But come here to me. They're making a Black Panther film without the original Black Panther. Mm. Not they're making. They've made, Ben. They've made. uh, Looks like Namor is going to play a huge role, Michael. It does. It looks like it's going to be. It looks like it is, as, as we predicted years ago, Ben. Uh, Wakanda versus Atlantis. Yeah. Um, which is weird. No, that's pretty standard, isn't it? Uh, no, I'm, I'm quite taken aback by it. I think it's really strange tonal shift. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I watched the trailer and I have to say, Michael, it ran, it ran more as a, a weird slideshow compilation than a trailer for me. I, th- I thought it was very hard to pick up what we were going to get but then again it's a teaser so I suppose yeah it was a teaser not really a trailer it's not supposed to tell us what's going on it's just giving us a sense of it Angela Bassett's not having a great time no she's having a very rough time her husband is dead and now her son's dead apparently Um, yeah and her daughter's an anti-vaxxer her daughter's an anti-vaxxer which we won't mention Riri Williams looks like she's in there She's in there, Ben. She's going to be Ironheart. Ironheart, the character that nobody wanted. Um, but that's okay. And then we've got... Oh, God. it's the, the, Even the choice of music for it, Michael, was just, God, Chadwick, we miss you. Yeah, yeah. Um, please come back, Chadwick. Please come back, Chadwick. Uh, we're not sure how we're going to do this without you. We got a little glimpse of someone wearing the Black Panther suit. It's the gold suit? Yeah, it was the gold suit. It was Michael... 
B. Jordan's suit by the looks of things. I don't think Michael B. Jordan is returning, but that could be a classic Marvel smokescreen. It could. That I mean, I would be surprised, to be honest. So would I, I think. I'd be very surprised if that's what they decided to do, but... You know, it might be. I mean, if remember the the strange cartoon "What If" series, Michael, where we got another yeah. look at Killmonger. The "What If" series seems to have realigned a lot of characters, so that people could kind of remember them. I'm not certain that "What If" doesn't exist as a little mini refresher for yeah. Phase Don't Four. These guys. Don't forget these guys. What's that? Oh yeah, he was in love with Jane Foster. Thor yeah, was yeah. in love with Jane Foster. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It would be cool if there was a multiverse where there were multiple Doctor Stranges who were kind of evil. Yeah, yeah. What a good, what an interesting concept. Imagine if Captain Carter existed. Oh, uh, imagine Captain Carter. Oh, she's good, isn't she? Oh, uh, what if Wanda was very, very dangerous? She's one of the most powerful beings in the universe. It would be quite bad Is if she? she turned evil. Is she? Yeah, 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 I think you're right, Ben. I think that's what What If was for. I think that's what Benjamin. What If was for. And so we got a little Killmonger. We got a few Killmonger episodes in mm. that. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting. I don't mm. know, Ben. I don't know. I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I don't know if I'm excited to see where it's going to go, but I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Yeah, sure. Why not? The, the Atlanteans are blue, Ben. They're blue boys. Just like the Cree. Nice and confusing. Nice and confusing. Oh, these are Cree that are underwater. No, no, no. Those those are Atlanteans. So are the other ones Atlanteans in space. No, 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 no. They're Cree. Those are Cree. Benjamin. It would be interesting, though, wouldn't it? Because they've been kind of, they've had, there was a blue arm in Miss Marvel episode four, I think. Hey. And we all and we all assumed it was a Cree, but maybe it was a bloody Atlantean. Probably an Atlantean, Michael. Let's let's start throwing Atlanteans in. <laughs> Can't just throw them in there. Chuck them into the melange. Benjamin, the melting pot of, of course, Marvel. The big news from Marvel, Ben. We've covered most of it, but Daredevil's getting a season. Fucking phase five, episodes. Michael. The the big news from Marvel, Ben, was that phase four is over, and none of us really noticed. Phase four is over, and it has done nothing. Nothing. It's done nothing for anyone, Ben. The previous phases were all ended by a massive, gigantic team-up movie. Yeah, to give a sense of cohesion and closure. Yeah, but this Phase 4 has just ended because Kevin Feige came on and went, Ah, Phase 4 is over! Surprise! And nobody's met anybody, and we haven't lined anything up really all that well, and uh, nothing's overlapping, but we'll tie it all together in Phase 4. Phase 4 is over, though, anyway. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I think this is a reaction, Ben, to... Phase four being the kind of watchword for things that aren't great about Marvel. I think Marvel has done a serious PR strategy meeting, Michael, and that's exactly what's happening. And they've said, "All right, let's put a let's put a, a nail in the coffin of Phase four as a concept yeah. and move on." I mean, theoretically, Michael, this could be great because it means that Marvel has perhaps learned some lessons from Phase four, and they might come back stronger with their Possibly, new batch. But I'd say everything in Phase five, Ben is most likely already in production. Yeah. Um, so it might be too late to pivot successfully. So so what we had announced, Michael, do you want me to go through it here? I have it here in front of me. Very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. So the first thing we're left. getting on February 17th of 2022, or 2023, is Mania. I don't know if anybody yeah. cares. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ben, they're coming back. Spring 2023, Secret Invasion. Uh, I haven't really led up to that. Nick Fury's probably going to be in it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming out in on May 5th, 2023. Uh, Echo is getting her own TV series. For the life of me, I can't understand why. Um, yeah. We're getting Loki Season 2 in the summer of 2023. And we're getting the Marvels on July 28th of 2023. We're getting Blade, the TV series, on November 3rd. Blade's 20, a movie, isn't it? Uh, sorry, Blade, Blade the movie, movie uh, on November 3rd, 2023. We're getting Ironheart for some reason. Um <laughs> In the fall of 2023, or autumn to the rest of the civilized world. Um, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, that's a personal favorite, Michael. That's going to do several things to me because Catherine Han's in it. And as we all know, I have a very strange alignment to Catherine Han. Um, No, you. I have no interest or time for it. Yeah, you're wrong. It's okay. It's fine. Um, I've no more interest in seeing that than I do a series about Echo. um, And then in spring 2024, Michael, we're getting Daredevil Born Again, which sounds to me like they're going to lean into the Catholic thing. So we're possibly getting a classic Frank Miller adaptation. No, oh, I'd be shocked, Ben. I think it's only called Born Again because he's born in the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the Netflix Universe. They're probably trying to cr- attract in that big old Christian vote. Get him in there. Um, <laughs> get, get him in there. Get him in the seats. And then when they realise, oh, this isn't Christian at all. It's too late. You gave us your money. 
Um, yeah, we've got it. Then we're getting on May 3rd, 2024, Michael, Captain America New World Order. And on July yeah, 26th, uh, 26th, we're getting Thunderbolts, um, which we mm. always suspected um, and now have confirmed. Uh, Captain America is probably going to reintroduce Chris Evans, I think. No, I hope not. I think so. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to pull the trigger because Kevin Feige's going to panic and go, give him all the money, get him back in, we'll restore the Marvel name in Phase 5, and that'll be that. Nah, I hope not. And Benjamin, the biggest news of all is we've got two Avengers films. Yeah, go on. Tell me more. We've got bloody Age of Kang, or whatever it's called. The Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Which is going to be Avengers 5. Yep. And the biggest announcement of all, Ben, that it, it, it was all leading to what we all thought it was all leading to. Secret Wars. Secret Wars. What a classic. Benjamin, tell us what Secret Wars is very quickly. Secret Wars is a bizarre comic book run where they took all the different superheroes and put them in space to fight each other and other people. No, not that Secret Wars, Ben. It's not that Secret Wars. Uh, which Secret Wars? Secret is it Battleworld? It's the Battleworld Secret Wars. What it's the, the recent fuck? Because, Ben, they're calling Phase 4, 5 and 6. Um, as uh, 1, 2 and 3 were the Infinity Saga 4, 5 and 6 are the Multiverse Saga Michael I'm going to have a mortgage by the time we get to Phase 6 um, oh, with any luck Ben and possibly some kids I don't know if we're going to have time to go and see this um, with any luck Ben uh, fucking exhausted I won't have a mortgage ladies and gentlemen we live in Dublin don't worry about it don't it's worry. fine don't worry about it, um, worry about it. I haven't got a hope but anyway uh, come here to me uh, I, I don't know if I can keep up with this Michael I don't know if this is going to bury me it might bury you, Ben. It might kill you. I might just step back. I might just be like, no, thank you. I think it's Marvel's goal. Marvel's goal is to get rid of you. Get rid of Ben. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's you personally. Phase five. Get rid of Ben. Phase five, get rid of Ben. Phase six, try and bring him back. Ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of all these different things? How do you feel yeah. about the, the, the host of news that we got from SDCC? So much. Uh, you can get in touch with us in a few different places. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shamrabiog.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. You can find us on Instagram at listen. It means listen in English. It does indeed. You can find us on Twitter at ListenSure. It means listen sure in English. Uh, and you can... Um, oh, hop sorry. Up on the, the Discord. best then. way to get in touch with us, Michael, how could I forget, is to hop up on that Discord, baby, where we got a lovely message during the week asking if we were okay. So thank you very much. Because <laughs> we went on high ends, Ben. And we didn't tell, tell anybody. You specifically. Um, so we did that. Yes, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. Um, so good. that's it for us, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Join us in a week's time um, where we'll be taking a look at the best alien invasions. The best alien abductions. Alien abductions. Where do they even come from? Why do we put that in our pop culture all the time? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we thought we were going to see Nope this week, Ben, but it's actually not out. It's not out here because we're on a tiny little island and for some reason we've gone back to the 1970s where we get films eight weeks after everybody else. Benjamin and I bloody rang them up and I said, hello, I'd like two tickets for Nope. And the woman on the other end of the phone, she said, Nope. Yeah, it was very, very distressing for you, Michael. You didn't know if you were in a little meta loop. You were like, yes, I know, Nope. That's what I said. She said, nope. And you said, yes. She said, nope. And you said, yes. She said, nope. And you said, yes. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Nope.